Blog Talk Radio. Hello and welcome to Snake Oil Radio here on Blog Talk Radio. This is your host, Jim Ventura. Thanks for joining me today, whether you're catching the show live or uh, in archive. Uh, welcome. Uh, my name is Jim Ventura. I'm a uh, professional navigational consultant. Uh, I'm an astrologer, a numerologist. Not sure if that's a word, but I think it is. Uh, I do numerology. Uh, I work with oracles, tarot, runestones, animal cards, all kinds of good things. Uh, I have a home office here in Phoenix where I work with clients and um, do sessions by phone. Uh, any information on uh, personal sessions, all that good stuff, hey, just go to my website, jimventure.com, to get some info about that. Um, I, I have kind of reached a point where I'm booked about a week or two, sometimes in advance, so I am reminding uh, new clients and uh, recurring clients that uh, – uh, sometimes, like I said, it's, I guess I've gotten pretty successful. So sometimes you got to wait a week or two before getting a session in. Okay. Uh, this is not a sales show. I want to talk about some other things. I'm also a writer, uh, blog columnist. In fact, um, today's show is our, our live column read. I'm going to read my uh, monthly column, um, uh, and then we're going to talk about a little bit more on today's show. Um, I do a monthly newsletter called Snake Oil. I'm also a published author. Um, if not already getting my monthly newsletter, uh, feel free to email me at VenturaSage at Yahoo.com to get added to the monthly newsletter mailing list so you can get the columns first and be able to read them on your own. And also people who subscribe to my columns get discounts on sessions and be able to take advantage of that as well as specials and things that are run. So all kinds of good stuff there. Get in for my books. All that available for my monthly column. Um, okay. So uh, I've got a couple different formats we do with the shows. This is the uh, live column read show. We'll talk to you about that in a minute. You know, one of the things I've had a lot of people waiting on, I've been able to do it because I've been so busy, is um, I'm going to be doing an astrology update show next week. Um, I will take half the 45 minute show to kind of update everyone on what's going on with their current astrology. That'll be next Thursday, um, 3:30 uh, Pacific time or Phoenix time. We don't change time zones here. Wish everybody would do that, but uh, anyway, one of the areas where Phoenix is not ridiculous. We actually don't have daylight savings time, which should have been gotten rid of a long time ago. Uh, anyway, that said, uh, um, I will be doing halfway through the show. I will start taking a few live calls, so people can ask astrology and numerology questions. I have you pull a quick rune or a card or two on a question for a brief uh, four or five minute mini over the air reading. So we'll be doing one of those shows. Haven't done one in a couple of months, so finally going to be able to do that next week. So tune into that show. Because if you call in today, I'm not going to take live calls. Uh, that's not why I don't take live calls during the column read shows. And I will be doing another, uh, continuing on with the Michael class teachings um, in October. Uh, and we'll be going into that. So again, if you get my newsletter, you'll get the schedule on that. Um, or you can just subscribe right through Blog Talk Radio itself and, and often see the calendar as it comes up and know what's happening. Okay, so I'm going to do a live column read. Now, this is actually not a new column. Um, this is the first snake oil column I ever wrote. So this was written back in 2002 when I first published um, my column, uh, which is pretty wild that that was now... Um, uh, we're looking at uh, 13 years ago. Um, amazing. Uh, the, in terms of just timing, I I can't believe that <laughs> at some levels how quickly uh, how quickly time will 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 fly by. So I've been doing the column for a long time. 
Um, and this was the original uh, piece. And I had a few people, you know, interestingly enough, ask me over the last couple of months about why I called the column snake oil, why I use that reference point. So um, I was able to kind of explain it to them. And by reading this column again, I'm really going to be explaining that. And we'll talk a little bit more about that as well, too, uh, as we progress through today's show. Um, normally I do a 45-minute show. This is going to be a little bit of a shorter show, so uh, probably just do a little over a half hour just because, again, I'm kind of swamped. But we will get a little time to talk about some things here that I think are ultimately important. And that is, again, why I originally wrote this column. So let me read the column so you kind of know what we're talking about here. And then we'll go into some more uh, detail about that as well, too. Okay. So let's see. Again, before I get to the column, let me find my page here. Um, remember that uh, I will be doing an astrology update show next week. If anybody's looking to call in, that is going to be the show to do that on. Uh, okay. So first column, first snake oil. When I was in my mid-20s, I had a roommate named Brett. We were close friends, even though our philosophy differed. He was skeptical of the work that I did, yet he was a pragmatist and was impressed that I made a living from doing readings. He doubted whether my oracles, tarot, numerology, astrology runes, really worked at all. Even though I offered to read for him, he never allowed me to read his cards. I suspected that, like many people, he was more afraid that some of his dirty little secrets might leak out. He wore a shield of indifference and practicality, his mask of protection. It might rock his world if all that metaphysical mumbo-jumbo really worked. One night, we were at a party, and someone asked me what I did for a living. At that time, I was in my 20s, insecure and feared that people would think I was a fraud when I told them, I was what many people would call a psychic and didn't actually have a, quote, real job. Brett jumped into the conversation and said that Jim is a snake oil salesman, which at the time put him in insecurities. At first, I was annoyed at his rude comment. But after a little while, I realized it was funny. Snake oil salesmen have been the traveling hucksters, the shysters, who sold potions and magical cures for various ailments. They were often seen as miraculous healers and charlatans at the same time. They were personally rewarded for their gifts and alternately tarred and feathered. Usually the snake oil was actually part alcohol, which simply allowed people living in puritanical times to feel good and help them to rest. This is actually not too far off from how in modern times we use things like NyQuil. Many snake oil salesmen simply are changers of beliefs. They convince us out of our illness and allow our bodies to heal naturally. The magic potions they sold offered the possibility of love, prosperity, or healing of physical and emotional ailments. Yet, in many cases, the elixirs actually did work. Throughout all of our recorded history, and even in what we would call primitive societies, healers, witch doctors, and other therapists used suggestion and hypnosis to shift their patients' energy toward concentrating on changing illness to health. The theatrics that were part of their therapies, like dances, chants, burning of herbs, and even loud commands, were meant to startle the patients. 
The purpose was to shock them out of their previous beliefs and perspectives and bring them back to a belief that they were healthy. Now, in our current Western medical model, we consider ourselves to be more involved and our methods far more scientific and sophisticated. Yet we still use forms of hypnosis in similar ways. Highly skilled, educated doctors will scoff, even react with disgust at the idea of a bird or chicken being ceremonially sacrificed by primitive, untrained witch doctors. Yet at the same time, they use the reality of science to explain why a man may need to lose part of his throat or a woman may have to lose a breast cancer. Modern-day physicians will hold firmly to their statistics that they believe to be true and will often see no other viable solutions and neither will their patients. It's easy to laugh at the silly cultures that believe in curses, voodoo practitioners, and the influences of evil spirits. Yet at the same time, we're bombarded by endless advertisements and commercials that will tell us we will get the flu if we don't get a flu shot. You will get cancer if you don't eat the right food. You need to be medicated if you feel depressed. Have we really advanced, or have we just exchanged old demons for modern devils? Have we really progressed in our world physically, psychologically, and emotionally, or have we arrogantly convinced ourselves that every other culture's healing arts have been wrong? I've studied and used many different types of healing therapies, from herbs to acupuncture to hands-on Reiki healing I've found that quite practically. Many of these things really actually work. I understand the usefulness of modern medicine, psychiatry, psychology, and other forms of healing. Yet also know that there are alternative ways to approach healing. My work with oracles and metaphysical concept has been doing readings like with oracles, like selling snake oil, is unconventional. It raises suspicion. Yet without question, works. Runestones, astrology, tarot, numerology have been around far longer than modern psychology and Western medicine, and probably they're this snake oil salesman's tools. Okay, so I stand corrected because I wrote this in 2003, uh, so 12 years ago, uh, by the way, is when I started the column. I have to correct myself here. Uh, I, I noticed this on this page. So this is the first column I ever wrote, and I'm very proud of it. Uh, when I published Snake Oil Volume 1, of course, this is the first piece um, that that struck out. And when I pulled from a few different things, uh, this uh, some uh, it's loosely quoted from some material I pulled from, from Jane Roberts and, and, and the Seth material, which is channel material that I may have actually do some teaching on on the show as well, um, down the line, like I'm doing with the Michael teachings now. But primarily, again, you know, I wrote this because it was kind of like, you know, uh, I had that anxiety that a lot of people do when they get involved in these types of different fields. I mean, even in, in, in the cases of, of um, uh, chiropractors, um, there are many, you know, doctors and, and, and professionals who even look at chiropractory as a form of quackery to some extent. <laughs> you know, and it's way more accepted, and for obvious reasons uh, why it's accepted in this day and age than it, than it was years ago. So the thing is, when I got involved in this stuff, I, I was that was that fear 
that I would be read as a, a charlatan or a snake oil salesman in that sense was very real. And it's inherent. Anyone listening to the show who's studying different types of modalities and things of this, this type of nature, astrology and different healing arts and forms and things of that nature, knows what I'm talking about here. You are, to some extent, going against the grain of what a lot of people perceive and, and believe to be true. You know, I've talked about this on other shows. You know, I'm a really, you know, it, it, it amazes me how many clients and people I talk to, how common it is for people to be on antidepressants. Personally, to me, except again in extreme cases, I think they're ultimately a bad thing. When you really boil it down, I think it's natural for us to be depressed and to be sad, I think we cycle through those things. Um, it's inherent within our astrology. It's inherent within the structure of how we're built as human beings. And I think that taking um, a, uh, you know, a medicant uh, for the most part is probably not wise. It doesn't cure anything, which is, to me, the brunt of a lot of medicine itself, you know, in terms of pharmaceuticals and things of that nature. And again, I'm not putting it all down by any means. Um, there's obviously amazing things that happen in science and medicine and amazing doctors and nurses and people in the healing field well too. That's not what I'm saying. But uh, we, we have achieved a certain arrogance at some level um, in this society about how wise and modern and advanced we are in that sense. And the truth is, you know, for many of us who get involved in these different types of modalities like uh, Again, astrology and numerology and tarot and, and you know, things like Reiki and, and all other kinds of, um, of healing arts and herbology and stuff like that. Again, like I had said, the piece, this stuff's been around far longer in that sense. And, uh, yes, in a very real way, um, uh, even, even for me, um, I've used herbs, I've used uh, acupuncture, I've used different forms of therapies that are considered less than conventional, and I have found them... Um, 80, 90% of the time to work incredibly effectively in a very real way. So that's, uh, that is the brunt of uh, uh, the reality behind it in that sense. But yet we do have this dynamic in society where people are going to kind of scoff and look at many of these things as being um, off the beaten path, weird, bizarre, snake oil, BS, you know, all that kind of jazz. Um, which, again, is why uh, I'm Sagittarius, so I often kind of point out and pinpoint the humor of things, and uh, that was what I was ultimately uh, doing here, which was to bring up that idea that, you know, if I'm going to be seen as a snake oil salesman anyway, rather than be uncomfortable about that, I'm going to find the humor in it and almost market it from that angle. And that's what I ultimately did uh, with the column in that respect as well, too. You know, it also, you know, in a very practical sense, while I'm, I'm very good intuitively and I, I do great work with people when I work in helping them maneuver and navigate through life, um, you know, uh, listen, we're not always 100% right about things. And I even thought at a practical level that if I marketed myself as a snake oil salesman, in a very humorous way. No one could say, well, you know, Jim said I was going to get married in a year and I never got married, so clearly he's a sick, you know, he's a liar. And, well, I'm not a liar, and not every prediction uh, pans out exactly as planned. There are so many variables that come into play. But I thought that was an interesting sort of backup protection for me at some level. Well, I advertise myself as a snake oil salesman. But the truth is, 
the work that I do is good, and I really do influence people and have some some great sessions with people, and I've really helped people to progress and move forward in a lot of ways. I'm very proud of that. But no, there's no no 100% perfection that could come through. It's the same thing with any type of medicine or modality, again, that you're ultimately working with. Not everything isn't always necessarily completely flawless in its approach. You know, especially like, you know, a perfect example of this is talking about herbs as one form of, 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 of healing that, again, has been around for a long, 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 long time, really largely since the dawn of time when people began to discover what plants could do uh, in that respect. Um, uh, so I'm going to finish on with this topic. I see you got a couple of callers here. Uh, today is not a call-in show. Um, I will be doing a call-in show next week when I do the astrology show. If you have a question you want to ask, um, you will be able to call in uh, next week during the astrology update shows is when I take live calls. I won't be taking live calls today, guys. So uh, if you want to listen to the show, absolutely. I'm happy to have you do it, but I won't be taking live calls for today's show. That will be next week. Um, okay. So, um, uh, and, and again, the reason I do this is because people are typically, if people were going to ask questions or things about the subject, that would be one thing, but most of the time what people are calling for is to get the kind of mini readings, and I only do those uh, during the astrology update shows, guys, um, because it's, well, awesome for the person getting the, the information. It's not really useful, that useful to my listeners uh, in that sense, so uh, my shows tend to not operate that way, but I will be doing that uh, next uh Next week on the 17th, if you want to call back in then, gladly, gladly do so. so. So anyway, back to the herb thing. So like I was saying, you know, in a nutshell, um, often what happens when you work with herbs, as an example, if you go to an herbalist, um, and, you know, it, it's always fascinating to me because, I, again, I started researching this stuff at a pretty young age, going to herbalists, looking at different types of things for healing. What I've found is that for the most part, when you take different herbs, and, and things of that nature that are supposed to heal or fix something that may be off in the body. And, and this could even gravitate further into things like flower essences and gem elixirs and things of that nature. There's a huge arena of different types of, um, of, of things that you can work with for healing, both physically as well as psychologically, emotionally, and even to shift your reality around to some extent. Um, when I worked with herbs even early on, what I found was that if I had sort of something that was off kilter in, in me, like an illness or a difficulty or something that wasn't flowing right, the herbs would work. It's just that they would take a while. Um, they were not like fast. Um, you know, where, where, where modern medicine often will, like uh, for instance, if you've got allergies or sinus issues, there are a number of different types of herbs and things you can take that will eventually heal and help with those things. But as a general rule of thumb, that doesn't happen quickly. So if you're going through a severe sinus attack or issue or something difficult in that vein, you may not have the time. And we live in, you know, in a modern culture where we're kind of rushed from thing to thing. Because I'm always amazed like when people take something like Dayquil. Because the point of a, something like Dayquil um, is like NyQuil. It's the opposite of NyQuil. You take it during the day so it'll suppress your symptoms so you can go to work. Well, guys, stand back and think about this for a minute. It's kind of comical if you think about it. The product is made so that you can work when you're sick and you're not supposed to work. Interesting dynamic of priorities in a culture, by the way. So, you know, in some situations, you have, if you're a mother, you've got children, you can't be sick. 
But the truth is, you know, I, I would even sometimes disagree with that. You might have, you might need to ask a neighbor or a friend to help you. Maybe you hire someone to help you. Maybe you ask your mother to come over or your grandmother to do it. You know what I mean? Sometimes there are actual solutions that we just don't want to do in that respect. But again, we have a difference because a lot of modern medicine will act in a way where it will suppress symptoms as opposed to heal them. In the case with herbs, I have found that really in, to a large extent a lot of the herbal study that I've done, and not an area of major expertise, by the way, guys. My expertise is astrology and numerology and tarot and runestones and oracles in general. That's my expertise. But I do know a lot about a lot of different subjects. Mutable fire sign. Um, and uh, and, and, and they, 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 they do work. They just work over time. Um, I had severe allergy issues when I first moved to Arizona 25 years ago coming from New York and Long Island. Um, and, you know, in a very real way, I I took different types of herbs. I worked a few times with a Chinese uh, herbalist, an acupuncturist, um, a few times when I had severe allergy things that came up. Usually, like, February, March was sort of the badder season. But I worked uh, with herbs and a few other things. And i got to tell you, like, honestly, over the years of having used uh, these different things, my sinus issues are almost non-existent. They're still there. Can't say it's gone, but it's nothing in comparison to where I was uh, 20 years ago, 25, 30 years ago. God, no. You know what I mean? I am so much healthier in that sense, again, because of these different types of things that to many people would have been considered snake oil, but they worked. Um, so I've had many experiences with that. You know, one of the things that I often recommend for people to check out uh, is flower essences. Um, there's a great company called Pegasus that uh, you can look up online, and you can see them in, in different whole foods and places like that. They'll often ca uh, have flower essences and things of that nature. There's the box flower essences that are famous. These are subtle energy body healers. They do work to some extent, again, but it's slower. Same thing with... Um, essential oils and things of that nature. Again, all would fall into the category. Oh, my God, I just sounded so much like a New Yorker when I said fool. Um, it's still in me. Uh, even though I've been in Arizona for 25 years. But all of those things uh, would be considered, again, in a very real way, to be snake oil in that sense. But, yes, uh, some of the worst. Now, on the other end, now let's talk about the darkest side of all of this. You know, on the other end, listen, in this field both with psychics and people that um, that do some of the type of work that I do, which is more of oracle reading and counseling and life coaching and navigational work. Listen, there are people that are amazing at it, and there are people that are terrible at it, and there are people that are fair at it. There, there are some people that are also full of shit as well, too, along the way. Um, just like, you know, in almost any area of life, really, when you kind of break it down, um, there's amazing doctors, and there's some that aren't so good and, you know, are questionable in some respects as well, too, um, at, at multiple areas. So, you know, I think it's like that in all things. But, again, it's very easy for people to sort of peg any type of alternative healing or work as esoteric and snake oil and baloney and all that other jazz. And the truth is that it's not the case. Um, it, it, uh, again, many of these things, like I said, the piece really, really do work. I know it from research. You know, that's the thing. A lot of people who, anyone who knows me well enough knows that I'm a very, very avid researcher. Um, I don't accept things at face value. I have to, I'm very, 
I've got Venus and Scorpio, uh, uh, Taurus rising, Sagittarius Sun, anyone who knows astrology will get some of that picture. A uh, very practical human being while being an optimist at the same time. So, you know, in a nutshell, um, I don't accept something willy-nilly. You know, when I originally got into learning, uh, the first thing I really began to learn in terms of metaphysics was actually numerology. I started doing that at about 17. When I was about 16, I remember reading books about witchcraft and stuff like that and, you know, and I, you know, Bigfoot and UFOs and all kinds of, that was my like 15, 16 year old, 14, 15, 16 year old self was reading all that kind of stuff, UFOs and, and, you know, and it was fun and it was exciting and it was interesting. And then I kind of started looking at things like numerology and astrology and I got involved in reading a lot of really extremely good channeled books. I've talked about that in other shows. Um, that was my early history in this. But that's what blew my mind when I first did numerology, and I learned it. And being somewhat of a math guy, I guess in some ways it kind of came easy for me. Um, but what, what I got from all of that was early on, I, I mean, I did my, my own chart, and I was blown away at how right on it was in relation to who I was. Um, I was doing charts of my uh, parents and my siblings and my uh and my friends, and so it was like, that's how I researched. I was just doing everyone's charts, not for them. I mean, I, you know, if they asked, I would tell them, and they would be blown away. But I did it really almost on my own. Same thing happened with astrology. I started studying and looking at other charts, looking at some famous people charts to get some insight that way, looking at family members, studying my own chart. So every single thing that I do that I have developed an expertise in at this point in the game um, has been from excessive, extensive research. Again, another astrological reference. I've got three planets in Virgo in my chart. Natalie, Mars, Uranus, and Pluto in a conjunction in Virgo in my fifth house. Yeah, listen, I'm meticulous in my approach. So that's the thing that's funny because once in a while I'll run across someone and, you know, someone at a party or a certain place and they ask what I do for a living and I tell them and, say, I'm an astrologer, and I do a few other things in connection that way, and they say, oh, you believe in all that stuff? And I always, like, believe in all that stuff. I think it's very humorous in that sense. Astrology isn't a belief. It can be, but ultimately it's not. To some extent, it's a, it's a form of a science, meaning the movement, the energy, the planets in relation to us mathematically and energetically have certain effects on us because we're all entwined, and blah, 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 all of that. Anyone who's ever done any real astrology research isn't going to walk away from it saying, oh, I don't believe it. Yeah, you're going to be sold <laughs> in a very real way. Again, reminding you that there's a lot of authors that have not produced the best astrology books and there's a difference of opinions on things that, of course, come up. But by and large, the study of astrology itself isn't really necessarily debatable about whether it's actually working. It's a language, and when you learn to use that language, it can be very beneficial on multiple levels, but believing in it isn't necessarily required. It's going to operate anyway. You don't have to believe in the Russian language to know that it still operates, whether you use it or not. It has a value and a purpose, example. Um, so that's what where all this came from for me. That That's what's interesting. I'm 50 years old now. I've been doing this stuff, you know, for, for 30, 34 years now in different degrees. I know a lot. And the stuff that I don't know, I know where to send people to get to figure it out and to know it as well, too. But that's really ultimately why I wrote the piece. Um, 
I am, you know, I, I'm proud to call myself a snake oil salesman in that sense because, like I, like, I, I, like I said in the piece, and I think this is very significant, I really, behind everything to me is the idea that your thoughts and beliefs form your reality. Now, that's not just a halfway thing, guys. You either, your beliefs form your reality or they don't. So the former or the latter is where the truth is. It, it just does. You're not believing that you form your reality. You will still form your reality through your beliefs. But I think, like I said, we often believe that to some extent. And then in the areas where we're extremely struggling um, or having extreme difficulty or problems, we don't want to believe that. We don't want to see that there. And that is what can be very tough sometimes because owning an area in your life that's not working or severely problematic and having to quote-unquote admit that you created it can then lead down the path of being self-deprecating or, you know what I mean, feeling inadequate or, well, I'm so stupid. But it's never about that. You know, we, 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 you always got to remember we have things that, beliefs that were formed at a young age that we've never questioned uh, in that respect as well, too. You know, for many people, um, you know, we're, we're told certain things and that becomes a belief that we form. Um, and then we, we accept it as a fact of reality later on in that sense and we ultimately can shift it or change it. So when you, if we're willing to and willing to look at that, we don't, we, we do it all the time anyway. We just often don't notice it as much because it becomes another fluid thing that we've shifted into. Listen, with things like astrology and numerology and runes and tarot, the basic way I explain it is these things will reflect back your life because you, you're, you're willing to see it. A tarot spread, uh, rune stones, pulling a rune, angel card messages, really more often than not they really seem to fit and be right on. And people will say, well, how is that possible? Well, it's just a, I think the universe talks to us all the time. It gives us signals and clues and messages, but I think we just don't pay attention. So these tools are more easy ways to pay attention in that sense. But still, they don't take away from that we create our own reality. You know, I tell people this all the time, when, even when I read cards for them in that sense. If we do a card reading and it shows that your job is horrible and you have difficulties ahead and struggle and you're not being paid well enough and all those other things too, well, guess what? You are not doomed to have to stay there and suffer. Maybe looking at that is, one, you already knew that anyway, or sensed it or were experiencing it, um, especially with the present, but even if it's something in the future. And then maybe that's going to be the thing that makes you make a decision, say, you know what, even if it's scary, I'm going to get another job, I'm going to take a different road because it sucks, I don't like where it's going anyway, and maybe it's time for me to make a change. So, again, see, to me, you're still ultimately creating a reality. If the, your cards say you're going to meet someone, um, again, they're often right, but the timing may be not exactly what we initially thought. Sometimes it's sooner, sometimes it's later. Uh, on occasion, it doesn't happen at all. But if it doesn't, it doesn't mean that it wasn't set in motion that that was going to come about, but we may have changed our path. We may have decided not to do that and go a different road. Maybe the person we were getting involved in has made a decision to make a change as well, too. And that can still ultimately be in our best interest as well. So all these things come together in that way when it comes to, to working uh, with oracles and things. They are the signals, the posts, the messages. The more you understand about yourself, um, the, the more you're able to make better decisions at some level. Also, 
you know, I've always said this about astrology and numerology and things like that as well, too, that the, also the more you understand other people and how they differ and how they think in a different way is another way that we really um, become wiser because we understand that people are focused in a different way. And so I'm, I'm Sagittarius for me as a sun sign. For me, ethics, morality, um, uh, the teaching, humor, um, understanding things. These are, these are the things that are a big part of the lifeblood that ultimately makes me tick. You know, when I'm around, um, to me, I can't identify with as much with the cancerian need to nurture, to caretake, to love, to be loved, to, to create a comfortable home. I can grasp that. I have cancer in my chart as well, so I just don't have very much of it in that sense. So I can grasp it, but I understand that cancers often think and their priorities and focuses are different. So here's the weird part, and this is what I'm trying to get at, and here's why there's another element of value here. By the fact that I know that, helps me to understand the people I'm interacting with and realizing that their priorities may be somewhat different than my own. And that's cool, because when you understand other people, you often can get along better with them in that sense, because you're not trying to make them be you in that sense. I just went through a very interesting dynamic with a friend of mine for the last uh, 15 years I've been very close with, where it looks like that friendship is good, uh, without getting into any detail on the show about it at any level, and and there's no... uh, mudslinging necessary here. Um, the truth is, uh, for me, uh, I, I really have been questioning a lot of the things that she does ethically, and she ended up doing something kind of bad to me. And but I've known over the years that that's she's a good person, and she's a, generous in her own way, and she's smart, and she's successful. She's got a lot of good things going for her. But ethically, um, she does things to me that are very questionable. And uh, it ended up coming down the pike where, where she ended up doing something that directly affected me. So long story short, that's important to me. And it could break a friendship for me because ultimately otherwise I'd be very, very loyal in that respect no matter what. But I also understand the larger order of things. Not every relationship is meant to be forever. Um, if this is cleared out, um, the, the universe will be opening up the space to let something else come into my life at some level. And, and that's cool, even though at a human level you feel the pain of it. But again, there is, in lies the difference. Um, you know, I'm, I'm, in this case, I'm dealing with the Gemini. The focus and, and the priorities are somewhat different than mine as a Sagittarius. So she doesn't have to be like me to be right. You know what I mean? And that's, that's, so to me, that's one of the other things that comes out of Understanding astrology and numerology, you do. You learn about the people you're interacting with and you gain better insight into their motivations and their character and why they prioritize certain things and do certain uh, things their own way. And so it's not about making them bad. It's about understanding the differences that are so much part of us as being human beings on this planet and being so fluid in that way where we have such variation in some respects and where we go. So it's the same thing with all these old, these things I was talking about in the piece, uh, herbology and acupuncture and and, uh, and flower essences and, and 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 astrology and tarot and runes, all these things that would be considered esoteric by other people. Yes, they are snake oil, but awesome that they're snake oil. That is not something to be uncomfortable with in that sense. They can very well be very powerful influences that can help us to shift our thinking and our beliefs, which is ultimately what it all kind of boils down to. So that's why I wrote the piece. That's my first snake oil piece. Um, 
Uh, again, it's been around now for a long time. I was glad to rerun it. Um, that's what's great. I've been doing this column for years. i got a lot of columns, so I'm actually only doing about six new columns a year now because I've got so many reruns that I can run, which I've joked about this in other shows. I remember when I was a kid reading Dear Abby and Dear Ann Landers and when I was a little kid in the newspaper. And uh, no shock, that was interesting to me, by the way. Uh, <laughs> and uh, and uh, a lot of times it would be like an old column. They write, they just rewrote the set, you know, they just put one that they did 10 years ago, or they did it a lot when they were on vacation or doing other stuff. And I was always like, like probably like, God, they're lazy. And then the part was like totally impressed that they had the ability to do it. Because the truth is, if someone read that 10 years ago, they probably forgot, and it's a good reminder, and that they have the ability and the success to get enough stuff that they can reprint, and it's still interesting, and it's still good, and it's still relevant to this day. So that's where I'm at now in my life, and that's awesome in terms of success that I'm able to do it. But I am going to continue to produce new stuff. Um, as well, because I like doing that too. I just don't have to market as heavily as I used to in the past because uh, I'm doing really well in multiple areas, and uh, that's something that's very significant. You know, I, I teach a class, a local class here uh, in office every couple of years on teaching people to manifest more prosperity. I think I'm going to do that because I'm in a really good space, and I want to kind of teach some more people that. And, and also, if people are struggling with financial practical issues, that is something that can be done in session with me. In other words, you can have a phone or an in-office consultation, um, and we can look at your beliefs and issues around money and finances and help shift that and move that through and, and change that. Uh, you know, you're not stuck where you are. I often remind people of this as well. Okay, enough sales stuff. I'm going to finish up here um, uh, a little shorter show than normal, but uh, I think we got some good points in. Thank you for joining me today. Again, if you're not already getting the monthly column, email me, VenturaSag at Yahoo.com, edge of the monthly uh, newsletter mailing list. Um, everybody who gets my mailing list, by the way, gets $5 off my listed prices. Local in-office clients also that get my mailings uh, also get an additional 5 off of my price list for uh, cash or check payments as well. Um, but uh, great column, and you can get that. It's free, and it just comes once a month, and it's blind copied out. So I don't know if get your mailing address from me. Anyway, so check that out. Go to jimventura.com if you want the information on any of the work that I do, um, and check any of that out. And, uh, and my books and stuff you can get through Amazon. You can contact me directly to get copies and all that good stuff. So thanks for joining me today, guys. I will be here next week. Um, I'm going to do the astrology update show. It's been a while since I've done one. So it would get you guys kind of clear on what's going on with the planets and how that's affecting us at this point in the game. And then I will take live calls. Uh, I usually get to three or four people uh, at the end of the show and talk with some people and do a couple little mini readings. And, you know, it's just a quick question and see what comes up around it, that type of thing, three, four, five minutes tops per person. But uh, they're fun to do. Haven't done those in a while. So we'll be doing that next week. So have a great day, people. Thank you for joining me again. And we'll catch you later. And be proud of your snake oil. Cheers. <laughs>